coming up at Marvel Stadium. It's going to be turned into an absolute dirt battlefield with mm. the 2023 WSX Boost Mobile Australian Grand Prix. Uh, Friday night, we're going to see Australia's best with the Fox Australian Supercross Championships final round. And on Saturday, it is the main event in the grand finale of the 2023 FIM World Supercross Championship. And a bloke that's been a part of the coverage. In fact, he's got his fingerprints all over this. We had a chat Mm. with him a little bit earlier in the year after round one in Birmingham in the jolly old UK. But um, (laughs) All righto. You can't, you have was, to. That, was that your best English, was it? Your I, best I, English accent. It wasn't my best, I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's been good enough to join us here on the driver's seat, making his glorious return on two wheels once again, the one and only Chad Reed. Hey, hey boys. <laughs> Mate, welcome. Uh, normally we would have a some kind of royal anthem for someone like yourself who's been around for so long now, 41 years of age now, uh, essentially retired. But as Nimsy said, uh, your DNA is all over this um, over this this WSX, and it's going to be massive. You had 85,000 people there last year. What are you expecting this year? I mean, the goal is always to try to top that, right? So just yeah. Yeah, no, the goal is to get in there, get it, you know, we have a great series. Like you said, you know, on the Friday night is the Australian, you know, the best of Australia has to offer. And um, and a big reason why I'm actually in the country and, and here early is uh, we introduced or reintroduced after about 15 years absence is the 85cc challenge, which is called the CR22-2 Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that I got to do as a child and, and it was just awesome. It was just such a great, you know, platform. And, you know, long story short, I have a 13-year-old son who raced his first ever Supercross in Newcastle this past weekend. Um, wow. And so we're going to rate where I'll be a busy dad on Saturday, on Friday <laughs> night. Um, between my my World Supercross duties on TV stuff and then dadding over on the Australian side of it with my kid riding an 85. So... It's really going to be a busy, a busy, crazy weekend. That would have been pretty insane because uh, your son Tate. I mean, I, I I happen to see a couple of the the news stories uh, up in the Hunter in the lead up to it. I mean, it's already hard enough. You know, it's a sport that is very taxing on the body. Let alone when you have that much attention with your old man being an absolute legend of the game. You must have been pretty pleased to see uh, young Tate make his debut on the eighty five cc. Yeah, and I think with everything you just said, I think he fell victim to that. You know, like he was he was pretty cool, calm, and collected and didn't really seem like all that was affecting him. And, and then it seemed like we walked the track on Saturday morning and it all just hit him and we <laughs> lost him. <laughs> he, he just kind of like, he just, I think he was really overwhelmed and, um, you know, and I hate to say it, but there's no really, no kind way to say it, but I was less than impressed with his performance. Um, and I think, but I think that we're saying that, um, we ticked a lot of boxes, you know, I think that his racing experience, his, um, his, everything that he dealt with off the track was like, I give him an A plus and it was all new to him and he took it in his stride and he did awesome. Um, unfortunately we we, we rate racing by racing, not by off track stuff. So (laughs) his racing was 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 a little less than uh you know stellar but i think he he rode safe and he got all the laps in and i think as a dad 
you always want a little more and I know that he's capable of more, but I also know that it doesn't matter about the name on the back of your jersey. You're not exempt from, you know, the hard work and, and the transition of learning and getting over all the all the necessary things to, to compete at the highest level. So um, I was really proud of him, but he definitely had a higher goal and we've been working really hard this week to hopefully, you know, improve the performance in Melbourne. And but it's interesting again with your with your experience, um, you'll be able to coach him up to get the the sort of um, I guess results. Hopefully that he's able to achieve. I've always found over the last twenty years of my career, the stuff that you can't teach is the off track stuff. You've got to have the personality and the ability to be able to talk to media and be aware and talk to sponsors and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, as much as his results may not have been fantastic, you can bring him up to that. But I reckon if he's got the off-track stuff that he's doing pretty good, I think you're uh, you're ahead of the curve there, Chad, definitely. Now, the two big classes um, in the WSX, uh, the 250 and 450cc. Now, look, in Newcastle and in Abu Dhabi, Max Anstey in the 250 was pretty strong. Are we going to see him in form still again at Marvel, do you reckon? come the weekend? I do. I think that uh, Max Dansty has really found, kind of just found his legs. Um, you know, he's one of the older, more experienced uh, 250 riders. Mm. Um, you know, typically we see that class, that, you know, kind of like your 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old, um, you know, guys, and I think he's 30. Um, but what I really like about him and, and what's different about Max is, you know, Max kind of obviously grew up in England. You know, he's gone to America very young, kind of didn't really work out. He's gone back to Europe. He's raced GPs. And what I like is he's reinventing his Supercross career. And I think that what he's done has been very clever. He's taking on this World Supercross. He's taking on Australian Supercross. And I just think it's just given him a platform to learn, you know, the fundamentals. And, and truthfully speaking, as we were just talking about my kid, that's why I have my kid entered into this kind of championship is just to get his feet wet and get yep. the experience. And so Max is, Max is just, I think he's going to be tough to beat. I think that, you know, his performance more than last weekend in Newcastle in, in Abu Dhabi was just really impressive. And I think that he's kind of dug himself a, you know, a pretty good platform to, to continue and be world champion. I was actually checking out the highlights of uh, Abu Dhabi, and there was actually a very like healthy crowd there. I mean, it, it's it, is that, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the, that's the first time that um, um, Supercross has been over in the Middle East, and for a lot of those for a lot of those riders, and I know that most of the tracks are actually you know manufactured like that. Just it's a huge effort to do that, so no two tracks are the same. But going to a place with intense heat, uh, you don't quite know what to expect uh, from the fan base there. And like you sort of say, I know Max is like he, he, one minute you're in Newcastle in <clears throat> in Australia, another another moment you're in Birmingham in the UK, you're coming back to Marvel. So you go all over the place. But going to a, a very foreign country, making a debut for the category, that would have been very, very daunting and sort of playing on everyone's mind, you would assume, uh, going in there, especially with something that like uh, you've got established places like Australia at Marvel Stadium that you've got to finish the season on. But having that as the midpoint must be pretty nervy. I think, you know, a, a place and a destination like Abu Dhabi, um, you know, we're in the, the Yas Marina uh, side of it. And, you know, so basically the hotels and the stadium overlook the Formula One track, um, you know, Ferrari World and, and all the all the cool things. And, you know, I personally had never been there. 
um, you know, and a good a good part of the last 25 years, I've been on the road, you know, mm. traveling all over the world, racing these races, and I'd never had that opportunity to go and race a Supercross event in in, a, in the Middle East. So um, I think everyone was a little bit like, I think it's cool. I think we can do it. I think we can pull it off. But the single fact that we sold it out, we found dirt that was amazing and it was clay in a place that only seemingly has desert sand. <laughs> so, and then we and 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 then we built a track with what seemed like shovels. Um, you know, the the equipment and everything like that kept breaking and so it definitely, you know, from behind the scenes it definitely had its challenges. Um but I must say as a fan and as somebody that has been around for twenty five years um in the sport I found it just so intriguing to sit, you know, kind of stand, should I say, in the middle of the stadium and help the production of the show and just look into the crowd and see such a new demographic loving our sport. And that was what was cool for me. And, you know, and just seeing them dressed, you know, differently than what we're normally used to. And, you know, the people that we got to encounter and, and they quickly learned the good guys. Like, that's what probably blew my mind is, you know, Ken Roxon, you know, I know we're going to get into talking about Kenny, but Kenny didn't qualify very well there. So he had to come from behind every race. And it was crazy to me that they, as little as they knew about our sport, they quickly knew that Kenny was the guy to watch and they were cheering him on. And it mm. was just, yeah, it was really cool to, to witness that, you know, kind of like that fresh feeling of just no one really knowing what was happening, but yet how quickly they figured it out. And this is how you grow the sport globally, right? You go to these places and you break new ground and you take the show and you hope that gets embraced by people. And you you mentioned uh, Ken Roxton there. He's got a bit of a fight on his hands. He's he's only uh, got a five-point lead over, uh, Joey, over Savage. Joey Savage. Savage and, and I... I reckon that's right. There is the uh, that's the value on the price of admission right there. When you've got any championship coming down to a five point difference, and this being the final round, that's going to be on for young and old. Yeah, and I I actually believe that uh, Kenny's behind. I think he's actually minus five. Um, you know. Yeah. So, sorry, did I say? Yeah, he know, is. Joey, he's minus. Yeah. He's got five. Yes, he is behind five. Yeah, so you know Joey's, you know Joey's never been in that position before, as as far as like you know trying to race and and contend for an elite championship, um, and so I think that that's a really cool and unique story um, mm. in its own self. Um, you know, it was only five six years ago, it came down to the last race. Joey was going for a championship in Las Vegas, and about two three turns to go, and kind of got taken out, and he went from you know, potentially being a champion to being second in the championship. So I'm sure yeah. that that heavily weighs on his mind and he wants to, he wants to right a wrong and, 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 you know, be to be a champion. So I'm really interested. I think Kenny, Kenny comes in with a little bit, nothing to lose. I think he can just, I think he, you know, I think on paper, he's, he's our favorite to win the race. And I think that whatever happens behind him, he has to just let happen and, um, and I, so I think a lot of the pressure will be on Joey. Let rip. Hey, I just wanted to ask you, mate, um, you are 41 years of age. Uh, not to put a too fine a point on it, I'm 50 years of age. Uh, I haven't had a career like you've had, and I find it hard to get out of bed in the morning some mornings. A bit of ankle soreness, a bit of a hip, maybe a bit of a shoulder. 
Fedinkum after your career now at 41 years of age. Nimsy and I were talking off air. We want to go closest to the pin here, maybe for a, for a slab. We want to go closest to the pin. How many bones have you broken in your career? Because I'm I'm at 28, Nims is at 35. Are any of us even close to the pin there? <laughs> I I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'd have to do the count, but <laughs> too I many think, to uh, count. <laughs> yeah, like it's definitely too many that I would rather not be that high, but then. Unfortunately, for good or bad, I'm not really as high as what most people are. So, you know, yeah, right. and I think that, you know, I, I still wake up in the morning and, you know, I still kind of like, I kind of took a few years after retirement, kind of just feeling like I was kind of chilling and trying to find my feet and mm. find my way. But now, nah, you know, with my kid wanting to do the sport, it's motivated me to get up, get training. And so I kind of, I grind away, you know, honestly, I feel in some ways, I feel younger than I ever did when I was racing. I wish I wow. felt this good when I was racing, to be honest. <laughs> well, and you've got you've had a massive and maybe it's, two not, it's not the daily the daily grind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Of course, you've had a massive career. You're a two time AMA Supercross 450 champion, a one time AMA Motocross 450 champion. Um, they say with age, get a cage. Are we likely to see you in a race car at any time soon, or is it now all focused on your young fella and his uh, and his career moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I love car racing. I love racing in general, and, and I think that it, it, what you said is exactly true. You know, I think that, you know, I want to say like 2007, 2008, there was a pipe dream of, you know, getting in a supercar and doing it. And it just, the supercar rules just don't, they just don't, they're not fair rules for outsiders to come in. I think it's a, it's a series for Australians and Australians only. And you kind of got to grow up in that system. Um, And so I think at this point, you know, the jumping in and out of, you know, GT3 cars or, you know, Lamborghini cup series or, you know, Ferrari cup, um, you know, stuff like that is always entertaining and fun to do. Um, but I think anything as far as a career change or chasing my own personal, you know, racing goals, I think that that ship's a little bit sailed and I, and I'm committed to my three children and allowing them a plot, you know, and helping them, you know, achieve their own goals at this point. Um, but I do, I love anytime I can get in a car and, you know, play around and I, what was it? 2019, right before COVID, I got to race the Lamborghini championship and that mm. was really fun. I really enjoyed that. So, um, yeah, something like that where there was only like six, seven races a year and it wouldn't take up too much of my time. That would be really fun. Well, mate, next time you're in Australia uh, and you're here for a little while, uh, I'll put the invite out that if you want to come and have a test in a TA2 car or a Trans Am car, uh, you just let us know and we will we will sort that out. We'll get you on a track maybe up here at QR and we'll throw you in a uh, in a TA2 car. Not quite a supercar, uh, not quite a Lamborghini, but still yeah. a hell of a lot of fun nonetheless. No, I see. I keep up on all that stuff, so you know, it'll be really fun. It looks cool. <laughs> all right, we'll um, make that happen. Before we let you, before we let you go, um, Chad, like obviously we, we mentioned uh, uh, Max Anstey, who's who's absolutely dominating it in the uh, 250cc. But uh, there's actually going to be a handful of Aussies also in the SX2 class. So we got Luke Clout, Kyle Webster, Wilson Todd in action this week. Um, not this weekend. Um, next weekend at Marvel uh, at Marvel Stadium. Obviously, you know they're not in the hunt for the title, but uh, these are still guys that 
probably you don't get too many chances to you know, do your thing in front of your home crowd or at least, you know, your home country. Uh, they'd be going out there too with that probably win it or bin it attitude, you reckon? Yeah, and I, out of all those names, Cloudy, you know, Luke Cloud is the, he's, he's talented enough and fast enough to be easily, like, honestly, he could show up in Marvel and he could win all the races and it wouldn't surprise me. Um but he has to figure something out. I think he almost has that win it or bin it. And maybe he forgets the win it part and just bends it. <laughs> but, um, if, yeah. Like if I really think, you know, like, cause this year for the Australian stuff, he normally, he always rides a 450 and he rides a 450. Great. But I looked at it as a, as a really, you know, preseason, I kind of looked at, you know, the CDR racing team had, had kind of dropped him down a class. And I kind of looked at it, that as a positive, like let's let's really get some results. Let's get solid. Let's try to, you know, kind of rebuild. Like get, let's lose the name of Ben in it all the time and try to get on the podium. And, yeah, it just hasn't gone that way. It seems that, you know, it doesn't matter the bike. He's always um, crashing and, and whatever. And I think if we could fix that, I think the, the name Luke Clout would be, you know, in, in contention for world championship, which would be really exciting for Australian racing. But uh, I think that right now of all the people that you said, I think that Wilson Todd is probably the, the one that I see, you know, most likely to contend just because I see his consistency being, you know, being the better of the, the three. Well, fingers crossed that uh, I'll, we, we should forward this podcast on to him once we once we get that up on our app and just say, here's some word of advice. Hey, he, won't, he, he won't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, mate. I deal with that every, every week. week so yeah, I upset someone every week and they won't talk to me, so it's no biggie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Chad, you've been incredibly generous with your time, mate. And uh, so we thank you for joining us here on the driver's seat and making your return to the program. Um, the WSX Boost Mobile Australian Grand Prix uh, tickets are available now from ticketmaster.com.au. It's going to be two huge nights of racing action, entertainment, and fun for the whole family. Do yourself a favor, get on down there. AFL star Jordan DeGoey was actually at the launch uh, a couple of uh, last month, I think it was, and he was absolutely blown away by the action and mm. what you can expect. So do yourself a favor and uh, get on down there. But uh, Chad, as I said, you've been very generous with your time this Wednesday night. So uh, go well and hopefully we'll see you on our shores a little bit more often than not. Yeah, absolutely. I love getting down here and now it's even more fun with my kids coming and I get to go to some of the races and all the tracks and locations that I did as a kid. So it's kind of like winding the clock back. So <laughs> no, nah, thanks boys and appreciate it.